0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. This gospel, which we always hear on Ash Wednesday, is a clear indication of why we pray, why we fast, why we give alms. I would point out that our Lord isn't identifying a special time of year to pray, or fast, or give alms, but gives it as an instruction and even isn't compelling his followers to pray, fast, and give alms, it seems they were going to do so anyway. He tells them how to do so, and in part why. As we reflect on Matthew 6, consider that our Lord isn't just giving you instructions about how to do this, but on an even deeper level, he is inviting you inside his heart and inside his mind. He is telling you what's going on in his mind when he prays and when he give alms, gives alms and when he fasts. The praying of Christ occupies a special place in the gospel. The fact that the apostles knew that sometimes that he was going off to pray by himself didn't mean that he was being a hypocrite. It meant also that, well, even when people happen to know that you're going to pray, go ahead and pray anyway. But don't pray in such a way and in such a location that it's obvious that your purpose is getting noticed. Don't fast in such a way that it's obvious that your purpose is getting noticed. But even if someone happens to know that you're fasting, obviously, go ahead and fast anyway. Even if someone might spy that you're giving alms, don't be deterred by that. But make sure that that's not the reason why you're doing it. Praying, fasting, and giving alms obviously are a cornerstone of our Lenten observance. But I want to suggest to you this. As much as the gospel isn't just an instruction for you to go do something out of a duty, and it's also not just an instruction for you to go make some individual effort isolated from others, this Lenten season is not a time for you to go do something isolated and unique and merely personal. It was easier a few generations ago when every single member of the church fasted every single day of Lent except for Sundays. As a result of having lost that, we've lost a few common assumptions, right? One common assumption is that we're all doing this together. We're, we're doing something communally. We're praying and we're preparing for Easter with one another. Moreover, we've lost the notion that it's simply a matter of a way of life. And what seems to be so distinctive now is our individual inventiveness or our responding to something optional. And so my general recommendation for Lent has always been, please don't think of this as a time to do something unique that you are going to immediately abandon once we celebrate Easter, but rather think of Lent as the time when you live the Christian life without any abbreviation, without any shortcuts, with complete generosity. hopefully continuing much of that if not all of that after easter praying and fasting and giving alms was that's the way of life of a believer that's the way of life of a godly person let's reintroduce that into our lives cuz it's easy for it to go missing when we think only in terms of how do i just avoid being separated from god as of today, let's ask a different question. How can, I, how can I look for every opportunity to be connected to God? Which also means, how can I be detached from everything that does not lead me closer to God? Let this Lent then not just be an individual effort about your own growth or your own development, but let it be an opportunity to identify with Christ and enter into his life, enter into his heart and his mind. As much as Easter is those 60 days of celebrating the resurrection, let this Lenten season be 40 days of interiorizing our Lord's passion and death on Good Friday. Let it be about him and not about us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.